All right, Timberwolves fans, how are we doing today? Um, back on the Howlin' at the Mic podcast. Um, we haven't recorded an episode of the actual podcast in a while, but as you can see, we got a special guest today, Drew Doobie Schmidt. How are we doing, Doobie? Good. It's uh, Thank you guys for having me on here. I'm, uh, I'm really excited to be here. Um, some could say that uh, Drew is is one of the uh, the biggest Timberwolves fans that there is. Drew, tell us uh, tell us why you love the Timberwolves, who your favorite player is, a little bit about your your love for the Wolves? Um, honestly, uh, I've been a Wolves fan ever since I was four with the KG uh, era. Um, I was, um, I mean, obviously I don't remember that much, but uh, ever since Cat got drafted the Wolves um, and him just being here, I've met him uh, his rookie year. And ever since then, I've just been locked in with the Wolves. Um, and I just really I just wanted to stick with him through Cat. I wanted to watch Cat go through all of his t- troubles with the Wolves. And we're finally getting out of the tough, tough days of being a Wolves fan. We're going to, uh, bigger heights now and I'm excited to be a part of it and cheer for them on. Um, in terms of that though, my favorite player isn't Cat. It's actually Anthony Edwards. Um, I just love his ability just to attack the rim and he does it all on the floor defensively and with the three, it's just unbelievable. And he's always fun to watch. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. I, so like, like you were saying, I, you mentioned Carl Anthony Towns a lot. Um, what do you what do you think of the last playoff performance? I feel like that's the pretty big narrative surrounding Cat right now. How how's how's he going to flip the script on that narrative from those three stinkers he put up in the playoffs? Um, he just I mean I feel like he hasn't been getting enough shots up. Uh, I feel like he's got to be a little bit more aggressive and just have confidence in his game because when when I've seen Cat get that confidence in him and he's able to really just believe in himself and just go out like after and take whatever shot he can take. He can attack at the rim. He can shoot the three. He can spread the floor. Um, I just think he needs to be aggressive. And I know we got good scores on our team like Jaden and, and Ant and D'Lo. And now we added Rudy, who can obviously in the team I game with D'Lo. And um, there's a lot of options there. But I need I want Cat to be uh, up there as a one, number one or two option and just be aggressive. I think that will really set him forward in the playoffs, you know. So do you think that the uh, addition of Gobert, do you think that's, you think that's going to help him break <clears> out a little bit more? Or do you think that might impact his game negatively? What do you think about that? I, I think uh, – Gobert and Cat will work probably pretty well with each other. Um, uh, ever since just watching the games of Joel Embiid or Jokic, uh, it, I know Cat's just been having a little bit of trouble just defending that paint, and he gets kind of worked around, especially against Joel Embiid. Ever since I can last remember, he's just been getting worked. Um, so I think just having Gobert down there protecting the rim, he can uh, focus on a little bit smaller guys like number fours and just really be able to um, just play better defense. And I think. Rudy will do a good job protecting the rim more. But if Cat obviously needs to step in to protect the rim, he'll get up there and he'll block his shots as well. So it'll be fun to watch those two, especially down low. Yeah, like I, I'm such a big fan. It's just like the the last series, I think the the biggest thing that stood out for me at least, like it's it's the dang unnecessary fouling. Like I feel like just a lot of it was honestly, I, I don't know if it's just a personality trait of his, but I feel like he just I think he gets in his head so much that he just does it. And then he gets all mad because he thinks he doesn't do it. I, I think not mm-hmm. in a bad way, but there's almost like a sense of like, he doesn't actually know what he's doing. So I, I think hopefully Gobert will help at least limit some of those fouls. Um, I mean, especially guarding fours too. That's a, that's an entirely mm-hmm. another challenge that he's going to have to take on. Like mm-hmm. I think he's going to have to go guard the perimeter a little bit, a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. But like you said, I, I think, he is definitely like the most exciting, you know, to see how he's going to fit within this new scheme. And that, that kind of brings us into Gobert. So what does Gobert's role to you look on this team offensively and defensively? 
Um, yeah, offense, I mean, obviously defensively, he's one of the best defenders in the league, and I still think he is. I know he's had some stints in the playoffs where he's gotten a bad rep uh, just in terms of his defense, um, but I think he's still one of the best defenders in the league. Um, and offensively, um, I've already been watching some videos on Twitter. I know the Wolves started their media day in their training camp. They had their second day today. I was watching some videos of just D'Lo and Gobert running that, that two-man game to pick and roll. I mean, it gets it just kind of gets me excited because you you got Gobert and D'Lo in that pick and roll in the two-man game, and then you can have Cat spread out. He's one of the best big man shooters in the league. And even Ann, who can always shoot the three as well. There's just a lot of options when you run that, I think. And I, I'm just excited just – with how the offense is going to run. Cause there's so many different ways we can go. And I just want to see what ways work best for us and what ways won't work best for us. But yeah. All right. So we've already talked about how this go bear sign is going to impact cat. What about our guy D who Chris, you talked about cat having a rough playoffs. I mean, D besides the play in game, which he, he's the reason we made it. We won the playoff, the play in game, but in the playoffs, he was horrible. Is, is adding go bear. Do you think that's going to, help him out or do you think I don't know I feel like this is a, a turning point for D'Angelo Russell if he's going to be the point guard of the future for us or if it's time to let him go are you asking me or uh Chris I'm asking you oh oh me I'm sorry about that <laughs> hey, you're good you're good uh, you're good uh like I said I think D'Lo uh with just having another weapon like that to use um especially getting assists I guess in that two-man game I think it's going to be pretty deadly when they're using that um, I think just having all those weapons, even Jada McDaniels out there, just being able to make a play happen or <clears throat> attack the rim. I just think with all that, the talent and, um, and skill around him, I feel like, and Delo's also one of the, the ones, that, one of the best point guards too in the league. I know he's been having some trouble recently, but he's had years where he's been one of the best. And I think with all that skill around him, he, he's going to utilize that and, and really be, I think, take a step up this year. Yeah, so so Doobie, I don't know if you know, but Peyton has actually coined a term. I think that's pretty popular in the Timberwolves community now. Um, he had a little he had a little war of words with our with our good friend. Um, who who you who are you who are we talking with when you when you coined the uh, the silent super? Oh, you were talking with Dane. So Dane Moore, yeah. Yeah, Peyton and Dane were going a little back and forth. Peyton used the word silent superstar for D'Angelo Russell. So I want to get your opinion. It seems like you you like D'Angelo Russell from, from your comments, but he is, said he's is he one a of the best silent, guards? Is he a silent superstar? Because I think that's that's the big word in there is superstar. Superstar. I see I, that's a tough one to say because he definitely flashes some of that that superstar ability. Um but there's also times where I don't I don't see it there. Um and superstar is a pretty it's a it's a pretty strong descriptive word. When I think of, I mean you can think of star like somebody's really solid in the league, but when you think of superstar, I'm thinking like like my in my in my opinion of superstar, I'm thinking like Giannis, LeBron, Jokic, Joel Embiid, like Luca, like that's what I think of superstar. So in my opinion, I will call him a, a, a silent star. That's what I think he is. I think he falls more into that category than superstar. But hey, he might fall into that category later this year. So. I'll, I just can't wait to find out. Hey, let me defend myself a little bit, Chris. I mean, yeah, I, please do. <laughs> I, that was that was two years ago, right at the beginning of when we got D'Lo. So I was still very high on him, and I think a silent star, Doobie. I think that's I think that might be a little bit better of a way, and he might be a very silent star right now. Mm-hmm. But I think an aspect you got to add to that is the, is the swag. I think he has superstar yeah. swag. If you look at those the Timberwolves outfit stuff, I mean. The dude, 100%. the dude does not dress like an NBA player. He dresses like a freaking like 
I don't even know. The stuff he wears, I I could never pull it off. He's got a different level of drip. It's not even like yeah. it's so I think that yeah. you gotta add yeah. that to the equation. But um yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna ask you guys a quick question in terms because we're on the deal topic here. I'm sure you guys probably saw the rankings that came out. Um, having three in the top 25 is really impressive. The only team in the NBA to have that. What are your thoughts on D'Lo being ranked down in the 90s, 93, or was it 93, 96? Well, I just want to hear your thoughts. On yeah. that. Do you think he should be higher? Should he not even be in the hot top 100? Yeah, I'm I, not sure I want to hear that. Go ahead. I'm kind of a noted I, – I'm, I'm, I have a D'Angelo Russell jersey, Doobie, but I'm kind, of, yeah. I'm kind of the guy on the show who doesn't take D'Angelo's side most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say – if if you were to buy stock in a one player this year that's kind of uh, a buy low sell high guy, I think it's a D'Angelo Russell type player. I think mm-hmm. with the rating of I think what did you say ninety six on ESPN, right? That's what ninety six or ninety three. I think it was ninety four, yeah. maybe ninety four either. Ninety four. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't in the nineties, yeah. I mean this <laughs> this guy this guy is behind like utility and bench players, some role players. Mm-hmm. He's behind Russell Westbrook, who if you look at last season, I I. I don't even think I'd want him on the team. Like, I don't think there's any value add there, but I do think there is a lot of value add having D'Angelo Russell at the point. So, I mean, if this guy can just fit in and average eight to 10 assists, maybe give us 15 to 17 points per game. I think this team has a very deep playoff run, but that's, that's the other thing. I mean, career wise in his series with Brooklyn too, he kind of had a similar series to the one he just had in Minnesota. So I think mm-hmm. him and Kat, again, are are both going to need to change that narrative in order for them to be, you know, kind of praised, I think, in some of these major outlets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Definitely. and I, I also think with D'Lo and Chris, you're talking about the playoffs. Last year, what happened in the playoffs, that can never happen again. If you have – if you're spending – how much do we pay him? $30 million? A good amount. $34 million. <laughs> However much you pay your point guard, and if he's not in the game at the end of game six in an elimination game, then he's yeah. not he's not your point guard. So, I mean, that was kind of like at the end of last year, it was almost like, why are we paying this guy so much money? So this is kind of like a second chance for him, I think. And mm-hmm. I think that adding Gobert is, is really going to spread out the floor for him. And like you saw, you guys are seeing on those videos that the Timberwolves are posting, like the two-man game, Doobie already alluded to that a lot. But if he can really open it up, and I think the way he's going to do that is with passing. I think when D'Angelo Russell takes those horrible shots, that's why so many people dislike him as a player. Is he just He's a very easy player to hate because he takes just the weirdest shots. Even the ones that go in, they don't look pretty sometimes. Like It's just like, why are you shooting that? But I don't know. I think if he can pass, if he can become more of a pass-first guy, that's when we can extend him and actually get – and he might be worth the money, I think. I definitely agree with what you're saying because I remember going to some of those games and he just was chucking up some horrible shots. And I just was – I just want him to facilitate the bar when you have ball when you have that many – just like our whole team is so deep with a bunch of scores. You just got to – he's got to use his strengths as just a passer and just get the balls to our scores, I think, and he'll be, he'll be doing pretty well this year. Yeah, I mean, the the role is definitely suited for him with one of the rolling bigs. And you actually alluded earlier, I think, Peyton, to someone else besides D'Angelo Russell that actually finished that game six, and that was our man, Jordan McLaughlin. And that brings me to another point here is I I hear a lot of people saying we gave up way too much in this Gobert trade, but you look at the bench this year with some of the player additions like Bryn Forbes, Austin Rivers. Um, 
I even think Luca Garza is going to get a shot eventually this year um, on the Wolves roster. Doobie, what do you think the state of the bench is and how, how are these new guys going to help us here? Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, losing uh, Vando and Pat Bev. Pat Bev is the, I mean, obviously the four first round picks. I was, I was like, oh, that might be a little bit too much, but I'm happy we made the trade. But losing Pat Bev was the one thing that kind of scared me because he was kind of the, the glue guy last year that got kind of everybody locked in and got everybody fired up. And just him, I remember going to come, some, some games. He just was, um, I was behind the two was bench. He just was always just being engaged with the young guys because we're, we're also young. He's our vet. He's our leader. Um, he kind of brought us back up, back up to the playoffs, which is kind of cool to see. And I think that was a little bit of a loss. But in terms of our bench, um, I think our, the addition of Austin Rivers is great. Um, I've always liked him as a player. Um, I know he's bounced around the league from like Houston and other teams, but I've always liked him as a player. And I remember listening to an interview. He said he wants to just – he doesn't need to be averaging 20 points or 15 points. He just wants to be a defensive specialist, and that's something we need for this team. Um, <clears throat> Bryn Forbes, obviously, shooter. You can't get around with any more shooters. And, um, and I also like just even our bench that we have right now, Jalen Noel. I mean, when he got his minutes last year in those – when Cad and everybody else was out with COVID, he's been able to step up and make a lot of shots and have a lot of big games. And Jay Mack does the – just such a – just a solid player. Um, and in terms of also Nas Reed, he – not an, some people are not a big fan of him. Um, I think he's pretty solid, and he uh, he gets the he gets the job done. Sometimes he gets a poster here and there, which gets me kind of excited. So I like him as our one of our bench players as well. But yeah, in terms of our bench, I do like our bench, and I think we're gonna be pretty solid and deep. So you're talking about sitting behind the Timberwolves bench and all that. How how many games did you go to last year? Uh, last year I went to ten games, and I went to t- out of those ten games, I went to two playoff games. So, I mean, um, for people that don't know, you you don't live in the cities, right? Me, me and you go to school together yeah. up at St. Yeah. John's. So it's a it's a hike every time you want to go to a game. That's that's some dedication. It, it is, yeah, but it's 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 really worth it when you get to go watch the Wolves. I mean, you, you can't be going to get Target Center watching uh, some of the best basketball in your, in your life, honestly, with Ann Manning, Cad, D'Lo, and now adding Rudy, you just can't beat it. So, yeah, what, so gonna, I know. Oh, you go, Chris. Go you go. I, I know we were talking about a little bit before the podcast some some Timberwolves stuff, but you kind of alluded to what was your favorite Timberwolves moment from you know last year? Whether that's going to a game, a special moment that happened. What 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 was the best thing that happened last season for you? Um. Okay. Sweet. I mean, I would I would I would want to say the playoff games, but sadly I'm zero two, so I'm not sure if I'm gonna be going to any more playoff games. I feel like bad luck. Uh, but I went to a lot of great games uh, last year, so a couple of them were. Uh, I went to Malik Beasley's uh, record-breaking th- three-point game, which was pretty cool. Uh, he also broke somebody ankles, somebody's ankles that game, and it was cool because the fans got really into it. And when he made that last three, everybody was really excited. Um, I went to the Hornets game. That was pretty fun to see Lamelo and Ant go at it, and we were down. And then Cat wasn't shooting the ball that much and decided to start just shooting threes. He, I think, he went like three for four or four for five in the last minute of regulation and in overtime and we won the game. That was pretty fun. My favorite moment uh, of last year's games was definitely the Miami Heat game. Packed house, Jimmy Baldur's in town, places getting rowdy. Uh, I can see Ann, you can see it in his eye. He's got, he's, he can feel the fans. He wants to do something crazy. He does a little backdoor and it, it, when he finished that dunk on him, I don't even know who it was. Um, the whole, I've never heard the stadium that loud in my life before. And I was so upset when that call got called back, but, that was by far my favorite moment at Target Center. I think of all time. I um I can I was at the uh, the Hornets game, 
and the Miami game. And, dude, that Miami game was – I oh. feel like it was louder than some of the playoff games. Oh, I, I, I definitely think it was, dude. It was – it had. I didn't, it had I didn't even get to go shit. to that. And yeah, you was, were supposed to come, right? I was, I was supposed to come. I didn't get to go to it. I had some school stuff going on. But, dude, I, I only got to watch it on TV, and that was still – Maybe besides the playing game because I was actually there, but that was that was the like best game of the year for us. Not not postseason, like just the the entire storyline was written there. Like you have the the arena's already filled. Like we for some reason do really good against the Heat, so like a lot of people want to come watch. You got Jimmy Butler coming into town. We already know the beef with Cat. Ant's kind of the budding guy, the new guy on the block in Minneapolis. Um, freaking throws down the dunk gets in jimmy butler's face we win the game like is is there not a better game than that yeah it was it, it really was and i feel like what even made it what made it even better was just the fans interactions with just with how the team was reacting like to jimmy butler like some rachel rachel nichols chance for starting and yes. i remember he was john in the front row of a couple of fans like, I, it was just good to see that we got jimmy a little little riled up i, I was happy to see that so drew i got a question for you what I mean, we got a big rivalry with the uh, with the Grizzlies. Do you think that the rivalry with the Heat is is a little bigger or even equal? Like, I feel like I don't know. I, I in my opinion, I think there's definitely rivalry between both teams. But in terms of who's bigger, um, I think right now, just after what happened last year, I think we got a bigger rivalry with the uh, uh, the what's it called uh, the Grizzlies. Um, I know that just up with Jimmy Butler. That I mean, that happened like in 2018. So we're kind of moving on. And I want to look forward to the Grizzlies. I want to get a rivalry like, I like a, that. with the Bastards. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to get a rivalry with a team. Like, the Wolves haven't had a rival in so long. So I want to actually have one with the Grizzlies. And uh, I just really want to see them play uh, play again. And we always have uh, good games uh, against Grizzlies. Well, in the regular season, I went to a couple. I actually went to one and we won that game. But, yeah, every time a game with the Grizzlies, it's always a dogfight. And in the playoffs, I think we – Played better, but we just couldn't pull it out. So who? Okay, who is your least favorite player on the Grizzlies? I think everyone has their least favorite player. Who is yours? <sighs> my goodness, I really, I uh, don't like uh, Jaron Jackson. Honestly, in my Ooh, opinion, uh, interesting pick. Because, well, I, I mean, you think Cat cries about calls all the time, but if you <laughs> watch Jaron Jackson at all during his games, it's just constant hands up in the air, crying, pouting. I think the one thing I don't like about him is just his body language when he doesn't get a call. That it just like it's so obvious to see, and it just doesn't set a good example for your team. I just don't like watching that. And I also have a couple more. I mean, I could say the whole roster, but I, <laughs> uh, I, I would say I don't like Desmond Bain when he's hitting like five, six, seven threes on our heads. That 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 doesn't no. that guy doesn't please me very much. No. Yeah, that that see. I... I wish I could not like Desmond Bain, but I kind of just respect like that. He's just kind of the quiet assassin. He just goes about his business, nice. kills us on the court, yeah. doesn't even say anything. And I, I got a little comparison for you. So we were talking about how the Heat series, like I, th- I think the Grizzlies are a better, better rival, but we can kind of compare it. I see the Packers jersey in your background. It's it's kind of <laughs> yeah. like the Packers-Bears series. I mean, the Packers yeah. just smoke the Bears every year, so it's not even a series. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 just such a good comparison there. And mm-hmm. with the Grizzlies, at least, there's, like, there's competitiveness, and there's, like, I know Jimmy Butler's on the Heat, but there are some legit villains on the Grizzlies. Like, I, that I yeah. – like John Morant I to Timberwolves fans is so unlikable. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you got you got Dylan John Morant's Brooks. dad, dude. The worst. Oh. John Moran's oh, yeah. dad is the worst. I hate that guy. 
Teeth? I just don't like his tweeting at the end of the games and stuff. He, he yes. tweets too much and I just, he dancing, just stopped talking. The dancing on oh. the court. Oh my. Just the, oh the antics. Like the, the antics. The coach, play... the coach is the worst. Oh my. <laughs> I hate I that hate, guy. I hate him. I hate him. He. I remember she got into when one, one game we got more calls than him. And then like the past two games, we just got ripped apart by calls. And he was like crying about her in, in this post game. About how he wasn't getting calls. I just do not like that guy at all. No. And you know what, Doobie? They got 15 more free throws the next game. It was it was one of yeah. my better one of the better tweets on the uh, on the podcast account ever. So <laughs> I I yeah, Taylor, what's his name? Taylor Jenkins. I really don't Taylor like Jenkins, him. Yeah. He Dylan looks like Brooks, a, he looks like a strength coach at a college. That's what I does. think. He does not look like an yeah. NBA coach. Mm-hmm. I, I might have to I might have to go with Dylan Brooks though. Or like Jock can at least back it up with the play, but Dylan Brooks' shot is just unbelievably broken, and it just doesn't go in most of the time. But he's still like he locked down D'Lo, so I got to give him some credit there. Um, I don't know. I, I always it was it's funny because like talking about new additions. I mean, I always kind of like slow mo. Like I never really hated him on the Grizzlies team. Thank goodness we got him for two years. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the guy. So I, I don't know. What are your opinions on slow-mo? I, I like him actually. Uh, I had no problems with him when he was playing for uh, uh, the Grizzlies at all. Uh, obviously slow-mo is jumpers a little slow, but if he can make shots, I'm not complaining. Um, but I think just him defensively, that'll be a good addition to our team. And this is side as well. Um, I know a couple of years back, we always used to be so little, but now, um, but now we're just running with some size now, which is what I like to see because sometimes we used to get worked in the paint. I'll rebounded a lot by other teams, so it's good to see that we're getting more and more size. Um, well, I, I know you. Uh, when every time I run into you out and about in the town, you love talking about Anthony Edwards. I think that it's kind of you know I talk about Anthony Edwards a little bit. What about Anthony Edwards makes you love him so much? Okay. Uh, I mean, the list could go on and on. Uh, I just love his personality. I think it reminds me, it reminds me a lot of like myself and just some of the stuff he says is just so funny. It kind of gets, brings the energy to the room. And I just, you, whenever, you know, Ant's there, you can sense his energy and his like excitement. He's funny. Um, he, he's got a dog named Ant Jr. And I love dogs and his dog is really cool. And he likes to post them a lot. So that's why I like him. Um, another thing I like about him is he likes to play all different types of sports and he just has got insane drip. He, he's got, he's got the chains, he's got like the, the glasses. I mean, he's just got insane drip. And I think if I ever were to meet Anthony Edwards in person, um, I would shed many, many tears. And I don't know what I'd say to him because he's just that important to me. It's, he's just a great person. I just, yeah, I, mean, just, I just can't say anything about he's just i think it's cool because having having a player that's like exactly our age being 21 i think it's cool to see how how old we're getting first of all and mm-hmm. just how how relatable some of these players are and you can kind of see what what's going on in their life how how would you react to certain situations like this kid is just so beloved in minnesota he gets to play mm-hmm. basketball in front of everyone he's well liked like it's mm-hmm. it's it, he's such a cool guy such a cool story too seeing him come out of yeah. georgia a lot of a lot of stuff in his life you know early mm-hmm. especially losing his mom um mm-hmm. dad not being there losing his grandma his primary caretaker like still mm-hmm. getting the number one overall draft pick and i mean i just i again this is this is another point i mean recently obviously with with stuff happening i mean it it sucks because i feel like 
it's he he's been so well liked. I mean, all of his all of his tenure with the Timberwolves so far, and mm-hmm. then you know one of these. I think he makes one bad mistake, and it sucks because I th- I think he's I think he's struggling, and you can especially hear it in some of the press conferences with the mm-hmm. questions. It's it's tough. He's struggling, you know, dealing with making that mistake and not being well liked. But I think hopefully he knows that. You know, especially in this day and age, you know, one slip up and people try to crucify you. But I hope he knows he has a lot of people in his corner. A lot of people love him in Minneapolis. And uh, I think we're all very lucky to have just a pro athlete like that to play for our team. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. Um, And I I know this is probably getting – you guys are definitely agree with this. But uh, being a Wolves fan, it's tough uh, waking up. But I know waking up in the mornings and after a Wolves game, I'd want to see the game on SportsCenter – but no, they never play the sports. They would never play the Timberwolves game. They always play the Lakers game or some big market team. But now I feel like with Anthony Edwards, even at 21 years old, he's just brought so much attention to us, and we're actually getting recognized. I think more and more just by having him on our team. That's something that I can appreciate because I, yeah, I haven't experienced like any sort of media attention um, by anybody in the past, like five, six, seven years. And I think last year, we had how many national televised games did we have? Like, two? I don't know if we had one. Four? Four? I think Four. two were yeah. NBA TV, though, so it doesn't really count. Yeah, it was like, you just didn't get any credit. And I'm just, it's good to see that we're getting more nationally televised games because I think we're finally getting some recognition that we actually are a pretty good team here. We can actually make some, some noise, you know? I honestly, I don't think Anthony Edwards gets enough attention for like, <laughs> I don't like. I know people are starting to finally see him, but like, we we kind of get numb to it because we see him every single game. But for people that see him the first time and actually watch him, like, it's amazing. I, I just don't know how he's not getting like Luka Doncic type attention. Like, I think that's the level he's maybe not at the this year, but at the end of this year, maybe I don't know. I couldn't agree more with that, too. Okay, go ahead, Chris. I was just going to say. I yeah, I was just going to say. I mean, there's, like, especially with this team this year, there's just so many fun personalities on this team, I feel like. Like, obviously, you have the main three guys that are already here. Um, but then you add a guy like Rudy Gobert, who's just – I feel like the, the the media loves to shred him, so it'll be fun to see kind of – we're going to get some more uh, publicity there in that regard. Mm-hmm. I mean, Austin Rivers, for a, for a utility player, gets a lot of coverage. I mean – Bryn Forbes won a championship. I think Jalen Noel is really going to show some people this year how good he is. And, um, you know, I, I I I hope we can lock him down to a contract. But if not, I mean, I hope that guy goes and flourishes for some other team and gets gets a bunch of points. It's just I, I don't think in the history of Timberwolves basketball, potentially, there's been a team that's been this young and this exciting all at the same time. I mean, you, you can argue the 04 team, but there's a lot of there. I think there's more talent on this team than there's ever been. I definitely agree. Um, I was just going to also add on, like in terms of our young talent, I know we've been talking about all of the, the main guys, like Rudy Gobert and D'Lo Cat, and even some of our bench players in our key additions, but we haven't really touched on Jaden McDaniels that much. I would like to hear your guys' opinions on him because uh, I uh, think very highly of him, and I think he's one of the, if not the most underrated players in this league, and I feel like he needs to get some credit uh, because he deserves it, and I think he's going to make a statement here, but I'd like to hear your guys' opinion on him. Alright, I'll go first, Chris. Um, Jaden McDaniels, bro. His defense, so I tell this story a lot. I've probably told it like eight times on this podcast, but I was watching The Last Dance 
last year. Um, I think it was right after the Timberwolves season, but I was watching Scottie Pippen in the last dance, and they were talking about his defense and like how he was locking up whoever he's locking up in the playoffs. And it is a spitting image of Jaden McDaniels on defense. Like he literally is Scottie Pippen on defense. And it's like he's just so dynamic on defense. And then you add on that he – what did he drop? 50-something in the summer league in uh, the Pro-Am this Dream. summer? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and just like you add that into the equation that he's finally getting his offense. And I know he hit some th- big threes in the Grizzlies. And, yeah, he's he's quiet. You could say he's a silent a silent, silent killer, almost like uh, D'Lo, but I love him, man. He doesn't show much emotion, but he's going to be no, great. Doobie, you're talking to the Jaden McDaniels fan club. I, th- I think uh, I think this podcast can crown ourselves <laughs> that. Um, <laughs> honestly, the, ki- the kids' game is so fun to watch, and especially in the playoffs, I feel like was kind of the coming out party of just seeing how well he was playing defense and, I don't know exactly know which game it was, but there was a game where mo- most guys were struggling and he kept us in the game, hitting some huge threes before halftime. I think it was the playing game. Um, mm-hmm. yes. He really had the three point shot going and it, it goes to show if he can, if he can like have those games where he's hitting three out of five playing lockdown defense and, you know, learning how to create some more offense for himself. I, man, he is, he is a elite fifth option. I think for, mm-hmm. for any team, I will, I will say, however, um, Jaden McDaniels interviews. I think. Uh, I think I would obviously. I would. I would stay away from for the most part. I, I tried to watch the uh, the media day Jaden McDaniels interview, and I'm like, ah, oh, man, I love the guy, but he he doesn't add too much substance to the uh, the uh, the persona. Yeah. I love so. to get uh, Doobie and Jaden McDaniels in the same room, and just oh. that conversation would be something. Mm-hmm. It, it, it would be. I don't know. It'd be. And I, I mean, I try my best to get something out of him, but you know, I can usually get people talking. But even with Jay McDaniels, I'm not sure if I can even get him to spit much out of it, out of me. So we'll we'll see though. If I get the chance, I'd like to see what happens. I what feel if, like uh, he's like the. I feel like he's like the coolest guy outside of basketball, though. I feel like he'd be yeah. super super down to like chill and stuff. He he seems like a good guy too. So Definitely. Doobie, this is a the most random question I can ask you, but <laughs> so say. Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels came up to St. John's for a weekend, you know, just to hang out. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Wow. What would the ideal weekend be? All right. The ideal weekend. Well, obviously I know, uh, obviously they come stop at my house over here and I give them a little house tour. Um, by then I'd have all their jerseys and like, like cards, posters in my room. I'd like to show them that just to show that I, I am truly a fan. Um, then I'd obviously like to link up with you guys. Um, and then I'd, I'd say, Hey, let's go up to St. John's and get a couple of runs in. So then we'd play some pickup with Jaden and, um, was it Jaden and Ant? Yeah. It was yeah. Jaden and Ant. Yeah. Had, play a couple of runs with them. And then after that, we'd come back. Uh, I'd go over to one of somebody's house, introduce them to everybody, have a couple of beers, you know, then hit, uh, either our bars around here, the law or, uh, Sal's and just have a good time. And, I'd obviously let one of them get the ox because I uh, I've listened to a lot of Ant's music on his uh, Instagram and I'm a big fan, so I'm what saying if, Ant definitely gets ox. And his dog's got to come up. Ant Junior's got to come what up. What if too. What if Ant started playing his own music? You know, have you heard his raps? What if he started? Yeah. Is that a red flag? Is that kind of where you're like, all right, man, hand me the ox? <laughs> yeah. no, well, I, I, it, well, for it. I think he's dropped a. I know, I know he's freestyled once on his story, but I think he's very good. So I I would be a fan, and I think uh, it'd be a 
very fun time if he starts playing his music. Uh, I'm like I said, I'm a big Anthony Edwards fan. I support everything he does, so I'd like well, to hear his music. The thing about it is, man, these guys are what 20, 21 years old, and they got one year of college. I'm sure in high school they were highly touted recruits, so they didn't get to go out. They didn't get to drink much in high school. Obviously, they didn't want to get mm-hmm. in trouble. College, they're just there for a business. You know, they're not they're not going yeah. out in college when they're freshmen. I'm sure they don't have fake IDs. So these guys, I mean, they haven't really got to experience the college life. So yeah. I think it would be they would have more fun than than you would have or we would oh, have. Oh, we would have. They probably would. And I know Anthony Edwards just turned twenty one. I think it was like August yeah. six. So so we're looking good. I'm 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 I think Jane McDaniels is twenty one. He might be twenty two. No, yeah, he I is. Think he's so, twenty one. Yeah. He's twenty one. Okay, yeah. See, so it'd be a good time. I I, I don't see why not. Yeah, Anthony and Anthony Jaden, if you're listening, man, we just put it all on the table for you. Come up to come up to St. Cloud, Minnesota. Meet at St. John's. We'll, we'll have a great time together. Um, Doobie, I'm 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 curious to ask. I think me and Peyton gave our record predictions for this upcoming season last week. Um, Peyton was at 52, I believe. Wins. No, well, what you got to add into the story is both of us. We gave our record predictions, and then we're both like, "Wait, that add the math does not add." Both yeah, of us ma- had the wrong yeah. math, so get your math is not up. adding up. I don't know if I'd get. Yeah, I got to. I'm just gonna give you the win. To, okay, yeah, eighty-two games in a season. We'll we'll give you a sec to calculate the math here, but I think Peyton had us at fifty-two wins. I had us at fifty-five. The Vegas line was is the last time I checked it forty-seven and a half. It went down. It I went down would, from forty-eight and a half. Let me see. Or see, it might be different sleeping. sports books. But I, I, I'm not a huge sports better, but this may be my first bet in a year, and it will be on the Minnesota Timberwolves over on 47.5 wins. How much money are you putting on I'd it? I'd handle that. Life savings. Good 50? Is 50 fair? Yeah, that's fair. That is so fair. Um, yeah, you guys uh, – I feel like you guys are sleeping a, a little, just a little bit, just a little. Fifty-five bit. wins is sleeping, do we? <laughs> oh Lord, are we in the sixties? Uh, oh, no, we're not. We are getting. We're we're sitting at fifty-seven and twenty-five. I think the Wolves are going to prove a lot of people wrong this year, and even and even now, uh, what's it? Uh, the Western Conference. I know we got the Clippers coming back with Kawhi and PG, and uh, Jamal Murray coming back for the Nuggets. So there's going to be a lot of good teams, but. Like I said, I mean, our team, I just look around the league, and I know there's a lot of good teams, but we're one of the better teams up, out there. I think this is our year to just kind of set the stones and just be like, we're a team that, that can really play some good basketball and get deep in the playoffs, and you should respect us. So I'm taking us at 57 and 25. You guys might not like, like that. I couldn't go 60. That's pretty aggressive. <laughs> but I think 57 is right, right in our ballpark. All right. A few more questions for you do before we wrap this up. Um, mm-hmm. So you're very optimistic, and I think most Wolves fans are optimistic going into the season. What would be considered a success for you, and what would be considered a failure of a season? Okay, uh, well, obviously failure it would be just not even – failure would be not making it past the first round. Okay. And that I, I also put that as one of our goals, one of our – not our main goal because – we got to get past that first round. I can't. When was the last time we actually went past the first round? Was it 2004 with KG? Wasn't yep. it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we played the Rockets and Grizzlies. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think. I mean, I I would like to say a championship. But I mean, that would just be such a crazy jump. But I would like to say, it's at least second round of Western Conference Finals, in my opinion, and just 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 see what happens. Like I just would. 
I don't know. I just have so much confidence in this team. I think just, I don't know. I just have a good feeling. I, I, I just see, I just, like we've been talking about all of our players, our depth and our coach. And I even like just Chris Finch is such a good coach. And I just think this is going to be a good year, a big jump for us. And I think a lot of people aren't expecting that big of a jump, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like it's going to be there. So I'm saying at least second round or Western Conference final, or else it's a bust. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's hard to it's hard to put it in numbers or or what we're gonna do, but I I really do think like a legit ceiling for this team is is there is no ceiling. Like I think this team, if everything did go right, I'm not I'm not saying they are gonna do it. I mean, but I think the ceiling on this team is a championship. Like I think there is a percent chance that that could happen, whether that's in the first year or whether that's in the fourth year of this experiment. Um, when everyone's getting, getting off those contracts, um, it's, there's a, there's a lot of, a lot, a lot, a lot of excitement. Finally, basketball's back in Minnesota. Um, people are excited. The people want to see good basketball. So I'm going to leave you off with this doobie. Who is going to be the Timberwolves MVP this season? And who do you got for the league MVP and the league champions? Wow. Wow. I know you guys are going to like to hear this, but I'm going to take Anthony Edwards as our, uh, as our, what's it called? Team MVP. As our, our team I MVP, love to yes. hear that. Yeah. I love that. Uh, what, are you, what are you talking about? Or, I mean, also, I'd like to see Cat take it because he's just, I'd like, I, I don't like the criticism Cat gets because he's such a great player, but I'd like to see Ant take it. And for the uh, league MVP, oh man, you know who I'm going to take? I, I'm, yes, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to take Luca. I'm taking Luca, league MVP. Good pick. Um, I just think I, I watched a lot of his basketball, especially in the playoffs, and he's something special. He just got to get his defense going a little bit, and then he'll uh, he'll be set to go. Or you can always take Giannis. I mean, he's always he's up always there every up there. year, but yeah, always. How about you guys? Chris, I want to hear. Who you, yeah. Um, team MVP this year. It's it's a really weird pick. It's it's not going to show up in the statistics. But we are going to go as far as Rudy Gobert takes us on the defensive end, I feel like. And my, my reasoning for that is is you see what this team can do offensively. You see this team can get out to 20-point leads on the Memphis Grizzlies, and they can also blow them. But you add Very this good. anchor at the five and that veteran leadership and that playoff experience, this guy is going to make sure those 20-point 20, 20 leads, 10-point leads don't vanish. And I think the – no matter how far we go, it's going to be mainly because of that addition of Rudy Gobert and ooh, league MVP. This is, this is a tough one. I it's, it almost feels like a cop-out. So I'm going to go with someone new. I'm, I'll go with, I was going to say Giannis just because he, he is the best player in the world, in my opinion, mm-hmm. but I want to say, let's see Joel MVP, MVP, oh, yeah. get that oh. first MVP. <laughs> there we go. Um, I think I think he's so talented. I think he's deserved it. Deserved to be in the conversation years past. Maybe he does it this year. I don't know. I don't hate I those. I um, I think I agree with Doobie on team MVP, Anthony Edwards. And I would I would say to the same thing Chris said about Rudy Gobert. I think we only go as far as Anthony Edwards takes us. You see him take over a few games in the playoffs last year. You saw him I don't what what was the game we won? Did we win game one? When he just went yep. off, yes, he went off in Memphis. Yeah, like if he can do that on a consistent basis, that's how far we're gonna go. As as much as he can mm-hmm. do that, league mm-hmm. MVP, everyone's gonna hate this, but um, Kawhi Leonard, I'm favorite player Ooh. in the league. I love him. 
I um just did Dang. you guys see his uh his video he posted on Media Day where he took the Nike sign off of his jersey? Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I did see that. That's too He's funny. such a clown. But um I don't know. I love I love the way he plays the game. I think that He's so boring, but he literally He's good. Really he's good. insane. Um Yeah. <laughs> so Drew, before you leave, I know Chris that that was the last question, but I want I want to hear your um your D'Angelo Russell story. You you told it to me at the bar a couple nights ago, but I think yeah. Timberwolves Nation needs to hear this. Yeah, they, they have to because if any one of you guys gets in this situation, just enjoy because it happens fast. Uh we're playing <laughs> we're playing golf with a couple buddies and I have to be playing with the guy that brings me to the uh, playoff games for the Wolves. His name's Thomas. Great guy. We're both massive Wolves fans. Anyways, we're playing hole seven at uh, Baker National. I don't know if you guys have ever golfed there, but the par three or par four goes on the right side, and there's another par three, one hole up ahead on the left. And my brother hit a shank on the left. And then I go over this hill where the green is, and I see these golfers playing golf, and this one guy yells at me, your buddy had a nice punch out his balls over there. And then I was like, oh, thanks, man. And then before I could even before I could even speak, I just realized I was D'Angelo Russell. Then I started shaking. And then I asked him, are you Tilo? And then we had a nice conversation about a minute and a half, two minutes. And we just had talked about, like, how his day was, like, golf. How was your round going? Do you play a lot? Like, just miscellaneous stuff. Like, it's two golfers just on the course having a conversation. Meanwhile, I was just shaking my boots. But really cool guy. Um and then he, he walked out. It was over. It was awesome. Wow. It was a great story. And then me and Menzi, my buddy, was, were just absolutely shaking. Um, and I also got a chance to see his golf swing. And wow. Was it it's an, better an than his jump swing? shot? <laughs> his jump shot's pretty impressive. His <laughs> golf swing might be better. I'm not sure. They're pretty close. They're pretty similar. Very smooth, I have to say. Well, Drew, thanks for coming on, man. You were, uh, you were a pleasure to have on. And even up at school up here, not many. A lot of people are starting to talk about the wolves, but it's always great to run into you and talk about the wolves, man. So thank always, you for coming always. on. Appreciate always you. Always do. Appreciate Drew. you guys having me on. You had a good time. Yeah, talking thank, wolves. And thank you, man. We 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 appreciate it a lot, and uh, we are definitely going to be get you, getting you back on during the season. I'm sure there's going to be some. There's going to be like some loss to the thunder, and I think we need some doobie, yeah. Uh, some yeah. energy, some energy, to, energy. To, to light up the spark again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I had some. I had, a, I had a great time today, and I love talking wolves. So yeah, if you guys are having any sort of uh, another podcast or any episode, and we wanted, especially during the season, because I'd love to talk about the games too. Uh, I love that being back on. You guys were fun to talk to, but do appreciate you guys having me on here. All right, thank you. All right, we'll see you guys soon. Thanks, guys. Yep.